Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. It is Monday, August 24th, 2015. This time for what? Um, we're here tonight to talk about the only true asset privacy and asset protection program available in the world. And um, um, that's what we're here to talk about tonight. I'm, people are, I'm getting a little bit distracted here. i got to get focused. Okay. Um, we have with us tonight to start off the program, Dr. Clyde Stock from Wyoming. And uh, Clyde has had a couple experiences uh, since he started his STOS program a number of years ago. And Clyde, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the call tonight. You're surely welcome, Mike. Okay, and I'll let you take it over now, and you can just you know, tell people who you are and what's happened in your life regarding the STS program. Well, the name's Clyde Stock. I Chappy introduced me to the STS program, and I'd studied trust for about 20 years. So when I heard that, it rung loud and clear in my mind, and so I jumped on board immediately and got quite a few of my family on board. And uh, since I've been on board, I've had two states and the internal revenue visit with me, and I determined that I was a pauper. I had no assets in my name, and so we've kind of kissed and made up, and uh, which makes kind of life a lot more pleasant than trying to fight the giant every day. But uh, Chappie explained it to me, and then, of course, Mike did, and, and I've explained it to a lot of people since, and it's been a great blessing. It saved, him, saved me many thousands of dollars. And so I'm grateful for that program and for Chappie for introducing it to me and for Michael to make it possible. So with that, I am done. Now, Clyde, didn't you have the one experience where you went to the uh, in front of the judge and um, the, your opponent gave their point of view and, and you gave your point of view? And, and how did the judge react to that? Has it been an ongoing, uh, it was your day in court, and it had been an ongoing thorn in your side, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't physically go in front of the judge. What we did is I had a credit card charge a bunch of stuff to me that I didn't purchase. And so I asked them to clear that up before I paid my bill and they wouldn't do it so I didn't pay it. And about six, seven years went by and then an attorney tackled me and took me to court. And so uh, I just presented Mike's letter to the judge and the opposing attorney moved for summary judgment. He was certainly entitled to it and he would have gotten it. But uh, I put Mike's letter into the court, told him that I absolutely had nothing, that I had irrevocably and contractually assigned what assets I had to a trust. And uh, 
opposing the time, he dropped the case the very next day. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, we've had that happen on a number of occasions, but it just, and folks, let me tell you that um, I had no idea when we were doing our second seminar, our first seminar, really. He did a, We did two seminars that day in Logan, um, Wyoming. Not not Wyoming, Logan, uh, Utah. Yes. And, um, and, and wasn't there a case also with the IRS, uh, Clyde, that you had spoke about? Yes, the IRS had come after me after, after I got into the STS program. And so uh, I did the same thing to them. I says, hey, I haven't got anything. Uh, and then I put in for an offer and compromise. They wanted $485,000. And when it was all done, we paid them $88 in offer and compromise and kissed and made up, and we are both happy. Isn't that amazing? 400000 plus, and you settled for $88. Guys, it's just a mess. Hey, Clyde, thank you so much for sharing that tonight. Yes, sir. You're welcome, Mike. All right, brother. And hope to see you out there again pretty soon, too. Uh, Sherry is just a, a blessing to to our whole program. And, and Yeah, she's been with me all day long today. Yeah, Bill said he got to stop by and see her. Did, did you see Bill, too, when he was out there a I week or so not. ago? I didn't. I was up in Wyoming when he stopped. Okay. Okay. Anyway, thanks a million. Tell Sherry you said hello, and uh, I'm just happy to have her on board. Tickled to death Thank to you. have her. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. So anyway, guys, that's that's just one person. How? Oh, Clyde, are you, you're still there. I um, am. Yeah. When did you start your program? What year? <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember know. offhand or no? <laughs> it was about six years ago. Chappie probably know. Okay. About six years ago. All right. Anyway, yeah, it's about six years ago. We had one of the people come on the computer ask uh, how long you had your program. So, yeah. okay, thanks, Clyde. Have a, have a wonderful, wonderful week, my friend. Anyway, guys, that's that's what. But you've got to get everything put together properly. You've got to get um, you've got to get the signatures in place. You've got to get everything notarized, and then the program works with you. And you've got to believe in the program. We've had we've had people that that have been fighting some issues. And, and the main reason is they keep wanting to see, is the program real? Does it really work? And we've had people in Canada that's knocked off the CRA, that's that's beat private attorneys in the U.S. that have beat the IRS and the uh, uh, creditors and, and different things like that. By creditors, I think, I mean mainly um, credit card companies and stuff because when they charge uh, anywhere 20 to 30 to 35% interest, I, I'm not, I don't feel bad at all about beating them. And if you know what I mean, it's um, uh, the ba- these banks, they, they, well, of course, we sign up for them. We use them. So uh, uh, we're just as much to blame, I guess. Um, you let credit get out of hand, it, it'll put a noose around your neck, and it'll cause you nothing but a lot of heartache. So anyway, uh, and, and uh, we all buy a lot, myself included. We buy things that when you think, I don't so much anymore. I've, I've had the toys and the bells and whistles, and I've been dead broke a number of times. But um it's just that once you, when you, as you get a little older, you begin to realize I don't need a car every, a new car every two years just because it looks prettier and, and this and that. I don't need new furniture every three or four or five or six years. Um, you just keep, you, you get along a little more with what you've got. When you're a young boy, you want this, you want the best of this, you want the best of that. And uh, so anyway, but now we're here tonight to talk about taxes, legal tax benefits regarding the STS program. 
So I'm going to get into that now. And again, I thank Clyde for taking the, Dr. Stock for taking the um, time to come on the program. And uh, <clears throat> if, uh, what we're going to be talking about taxes tonight, now if you have questions, you can ask them, but understand that I'm not a tax professional. I just know what I've heard from the others. But we're going to go over some of the basics tonight. So if you've got an in-depth tax question, this isn't the place for it. It's not, it's not me. And if you're in the U.S. or Canada, uh, we're hoping to get, uh, well, Ed Gilmore is going to be with me in Calgary, uh, from what I've been told. And uh, before we meet there, we're going to meet in Chicago and have try to get this. He loves the program. It works in every tax situation, every tax situation. He's just got to get it to where he can he can um, make other tax professionals in Canada aware of that. And I'm going to try to touch base with a couple of them when I'm in uh, Calgary. And um, so anyway, my friends, it's uh, we're getting this tax issue. We've got it. We've got it under control here in the U.S. And it took a while, just as it is in Canada, because there was very few people that believed in it in the U.S. And there's still most of the tax professionals are um, they're taught statutory law. And let me start out by saying this. We do not do taxes, okay? We do not do taxes. We set up a program for estate planning purposes for our clients, for all of you that have the program and those of you that are hoping to get the program relatively soon, but your tax issues are between you and your tax professional, okay? All we do is put some, put a trust out there and we put an LLC out there or a Canadian corporation. You will not use, if you're in Canada, you will, you'll have the LLC, and it will have your assets totally 100% protected. But for the purposes of banking, we're not even going to, uh, you're not even going to try to open an LLC bank account in Canada. It's got your assets protected because they go into it right away. We are, as soon as I can get Ed, Ed Gilmore nail down for about two hours and get everything from him in writing, on recording, so that we can get everything set. We will then, it's all set to go, we will then make available the STS program in Canada with a Canadian corporation. Unless you're doing something in business, you don't have to have a, um, you don't have to have um, um, a Canadian corporation. You're at, this program, it's about protecting your assets. It's not about being in business. It's not about tax issues, okay? Now, you can, you can customize it to include that. But if you're going to open up another entity in Canada for business purposes, any type of business purposes, whether it's investing, whether it's real estate or, or currency or, or um, precious metals or gems or antique cars, whatever it might be, guys, you're going to need another uh, entity anyway. And that's where in Canada you will open a Canadian entity, a Canadian uh, provincial corporation, a numbered provincial corporation. And the difference will be you'll be the director of the corporation as you're the, the appointed manager. Uh, you'll be the appointed director of the corporation as you are the appointed manager of the LLC in the United States. However, the difference is the shareholder, which is the owner of the corporation, it owns all of the shares. It'll own all 100, 
how all the shares of the corporation will be Trust One. Trust One, trusts are, are entities that you can use in any country in the world. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know the first thing about trust. A lot of attorneys, a lot of um, uh, whoever it might be, professionals, um, cons- um, tax authorities, tax uh, individuals, they, they don't know a lot about trust. Not the type of trust we're talking about where it's established as a private contract. It is not established as a statutory entity. Anything that is a statutory entity, the state or the federal government has control of you your enti- and your entity, okay? Um, so that's why we, when I first learned 20 years ago that, by golly, there's ways you don't have to act within that realm. And uh, I always had corporations, and then I, some of my, attorney, uh, my attorneys started putting me in some LLCs with my businesses in the Chicago area. But I was, I was always aware of the fact that, that um, corporations are sued all the time. And a lot of times the people that own the corporations who are the, who are the president, vice president, they're actually the stockholders. It doesn't have to be president or vice president. They're the stockholders. They, they end up uh, being found guilty and losing a lot, okay, um, because they're attached directly to that corporation. If it's a corporation in the U.S., you're the stockholder, you're the owner. If it's a corporation in in Canada that you created, you're the shareholder, you're the owner. And again, the first thing I learned when I started my research within within a week was that everything we own can be taken from us. Ownership is something that uh, that. Um, gives you no protection at all. Ownership is nothing more than a big sloppy ego trip. I want to own my house. I want to own my car. I want to own my furniture. Why, guys? Because they can take it from you. They can tax. There's two things that go along with ownership, uh, liability and taxes, okay? Now, tonight's call is basically about taxes and the STS program. So let's first start with the statutory entities, corporations, LLCs, partnerships, of all of these, if, if you're, you don't want to be foolish enough to, to give up ownership, but the thing is, as the Rock, it says in the Rockefeller file on page 8, the Rockefellers say the key to the system is to give up ownership but retain control. It's control, my friends. It's not ownership. You cannot get control without uh, having ownership in any statutory entity. If you're the shareholder, you've got control but you've also got um, ownership, which means if you if somebody sues you and gets a judgment against you or the CRA comes after you, they can put liens on everything you own, okay? So, and in the United States, it's the same way, but we're going we're gonna to stick with Canada here for just a minute. Regardless of what, regardless of the knowledge, you know, it's T1s and T3s in Canada, and... Um, Ed has no problem. He, the, the key thing a lot of the uh, tax professionals were talking about was that if you turn your assets over to a trust, there's a heavy tax burden. Now, as I mentioned to you, we, we met with Ed a number of times, Bill Tully and myself, and just myself every time I was in the Toronto area, Ed and I met. And we've whittled this down and figured out that what we'll do, and, and it's, it's perfect 100% legal in Canada, that when you transfer your assets to the trust, you're going to do it on the cost, on the, you're transferring the cost basis of the asset. And here's what I mean by that. If, you're, if you are, um, um, 
if you bought a, uh, your home for 200000 and now it's worth 400000 if you transferred it at its value, you'd be paying taxes on the capital gain of 200000 Your cost basis is two hundred. The property is now valued at four hundred, so that leaves a capital gain in there of $200,000, and it could be a substantial amount of money. Well, we finally worked it out, and Ed did a little bit of research in his in his um, uh, tax books, and uh, really in his mind. The guy is just brilliant when it comes to Canadian taxes. I wouldn't put my faith in anybody else. The problem is he's very, very busy. So we want to, and he knows this is our goal to get some other tax people on board. And there's some good people up in the Calgary area. And um, he's trying to, we want to get those people on board and going. And uh, if any of you know, have a tax professional, um, I will be happy to, to send them material and then speak with them on the phone in anywhere in Canada. I don't care where they're at. And let me tell you one thing I can assure them. If you know some people that do estate planning or financial planning and they sell insurance, guys, people don't want to buy insurance right now. Um, they, all, they feel they're already overinsured, but they do once they hear about asset protection, they realize, and they realize they are totally unprotected. There is not a person in Canada that doesn't have the asset, the STS program that is protected at all. We want to get these people protected. And once they get just an inkling, if they're a financial planner or a state planner or maybe an agency that has a dozen agents or 20 agents or three agents, doesn't matter. We want to get everybody to where they understand the program in the U.S. and in Canada so they can help their clients. Um, people are getting chewed up in Canada every day and spit out by the CRA and the, and, and the IRS in the United States. The, the same thing. We're getting chewed up and spit out because they know all the rules. They're in their domain. But the STS program takes, their, it takes everything right out of their hands. Because previous to them really coming after you and filing liens, and I did have conversations with two uh, IRS uh, for about two hours the other day, face, well, not the other day, a couple of weeks ago, face-to-face, -face, and, and they tried to find ways. And, well, your program, Mike, it, it, uh, it, uh, it, um, um, it helps people avoid or evade taxes. I said, not in the least. How, do we do, how would you think we do that? Well, you set them up with programs of which they, they have tax exemptions, which they wouldn't have as an individual. I said, well, that's what LegalZoom does. That's what every attorney I know that sets up people in corporations or LLCs do. And that's what every, uh, every uh, um, tax professional, accountant, CPA, enrolled agent, they help their people go into um, uh, corporations and LLCs. They do the same thing we do, and it shut them down right there. I said, we do nothing like that. And if you'll listen to our calls or you'll see our material, we do not do taxes. And we, we, um, we encourage people that, they, that when they start the program, if, they're, if, if, if they're, as their trust one has a tax obligation, and in most instances it won't unless you've got a business or something going, it just protects the assets. But if there is a tax obligation, then the trustees of the trust have a, have a fiduciary responsibility to get, the, uh, to get the, a tax professional or somebody that knows taxes and put it together for them now. One of the things that we can do, if you go to the, if you go to a, um, 
uh, or a fast foods tax professional, H&R Block or whoever else they may be. I don't know. I don't know all that. That's the only name I'm aware of. But you know what I mean. Somebody's got a cookie cutter, cookie cutter, cookie cutter um, program. The most you're going to get out of almost all of those are about 75 potential tax uh, benefits, tax uh, where you, where you get deductions, tax deductions. Okay, about 75. When in fact, in the U.S., and I'm not sure how many in Canada, I've always been meaning to ask Ed about that and never did. In fact, in the U.S., and probably pretty close to the same in Canada, there's over 425, guys. So why don't they know about all these? Why don't they help you? You know why? Because it's a, a quick buck type of thing. And, and they're scared to death of the IRS and or the CRA if they have the same operation in Canada, maybe under a different name or something. Um, but they're scared to death because that's how they make their living. And most most tax professionals, they are afraid of the, the, of the big kahuna, the, the IRS or the CRA, because uh, they don't want to get in trouble. They, they're checked very rigidly, and they don't want to have any problems with the IRS or the CRA because then they lose their ability to earn an income. And I don't want them to do that. And, and our program is not about that at all. Our program is using, using it the way, it the way every person that has an LLC or a corporation has the right, as, as uh, even Donald Trump said it uh, last, uh, a couple of weeks ago when he was on a debate, um, he, say, he said the facts, I use all of the, all of the, uh, the laws available to me regarding tax benefits, including bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is a tool to be used. I've used it in my life. It's a tool to be used. If you get yourself into a position where it's it's tough to, you know you're not going to get out of, instead of not being able to sleep at night, instead of worried about every little penny, penny not being able to buy enough groceries even, use that tool if you have to and start over. Give yourself a fresh start. And the key to the STS program, my friends, as with taxes, is with bankruptcy. If, if you have to bankrupt, then, you are, um, um, then you're going to bankrupt and you're not going to lose any of, your ass, any of the assets that you used to own because you don't own them anymore. You transferred them contractually, contractually and irrevocably to the... Um, to the uh, trust one. And with Clyde, for example, owing over 400000 and settling for $88, do you think that doesn't have an impact? And that's, that's the, the extreme. That is the, the, the largest one that we've got that was written off. But we've got a lot of smaller ones. And guys, you've got to do your due diligence as well. I'm not going to do it all for you. All we do is send a letter to them. We can't fight for you in court. We're not, we're not a legal firm. And uh, we just let them know that, hey, if you're going to go ahead and try to pursue the income from this person, um, whether it's from the CRA or the IRS or a creditor or a law firm, whatever it might be, if they're going to go ahead and try and pursue and get a settlement from you, then by golly, they, they, they better be aware of the fact that not only do you own no assets, so they're not going to be able to, to confiscate your assets and, and, and sell them and get money for the judgment, but also they, um, um, your income. We've got your income tied up in an assignment of income, 
Okay? The trust owns your income contractually and irrevocably, whatever percentage you put on there. Now, keep in mind, don't try and mess them over because they... You know, they know you've got to have buy food. They know you've got to buy clothing. They know you've got to have personal items. So, guys, here's what we, on bankruptcy, and then I'll get back to the taxes thing. On bankruptcy, for example, if you feel that, hey, this is this is what I have to do to, to my, you know, my air my air supply is getting cut off. It's hard to breathe. I, I can't imagine somebody that's got asthma and gets attacked out of the clear blue like that. But anyway... Once, when they come after you, they can, and when we've got a, a case that Ed's working on right now, where they, I'm just going to use an example. They, uh, they earn $1,000 a week. Um, CRA wanted 2,500, excuse me, wanted, um, wanted 25%. That's $250 a week. But they had assigned 90% of their income, I believe it was 90%, to the trust. So now the trust actually owned 90% of the income prior to um, any liens or anything being filed by the CRA. So now that 90%, 10% of 1000 a week is 100 a week. So they get 25% of 100 a week, which is $25. So instead of having to give up $1,000 a month, they now give up $100 a month. And when, when the Ed confronted the CRA agent, they were trying to find fault with it. They couldn't do it. And uh, he gave him a couple cases. The guy really knows his stuff. And we want him to get some other people trained as well so that you've got people all over Canada. The way we're just now starting, it's not, this is brand new, my friends. People don't know about it. Um, professionals surely don't know about it. And they don't want to know about it. And the CRA and the IRS don't want you to know about it. People say, why didn't I ever hear about this? Okay, let's get back to tax. Well, the reason is simple. They want you to own stuff so they can threaten and intimidate you, Okay. That's how they work, and, and granted, you owe the money for some reason. Not everybody, though. We've got clients that they paid their taxes every year. All of us, oh, I know what it was. They got into one of those tax programs. I'm not going to mention the name of it, but I know of three of them that are in Canada right now, and people have, have gotten into those. And um, I also know that the people that, that are in those, many people did get hit with a final bill, and uh, they are gonna. The people are gonna possibly lose everything. But those that started the STS program immediately, and there was no liens filed on their property, theirs has been dropped in a number of instances. Okay, I'm not again. I'm not going to mention any names, but I think anybody in Canada has a pretty good idea of what who I'm talking about. There's a couple, three different ones. So anyway, now back to taxes, guys. We put you in a very legitimate position. You're now living your life as a business, and businesses start corporations and LLCs in the U.S. and Canada for basically one pur purpose, tax benefits. You can tax deduct everything that has to do with your business. Now, if your business owns all of these assets, and, and maybe it's a washer and dryer that it owns, well, if it's been legally and lawfully and on, on, a, on a picture, on a digital picture, transferred to your trust, then by golly, um, that it's owned by the trust. And so if it, if it gets old, if it gets uh, broken down, if you need a new, or if you just want to replace it, it doesn't have to be old or broken down. You may just want to go from a white one to a red one, a red washer and dryer set, okay? You can do that. Um, people with businesses, they're always remodeling their offices, putting in new furniture, the whole, the whole works, new uh, energy, energy efficient doors and windows. And they have the legal right to deduct that things. It doesn't have to be in an office in a strip mall or in an office building or something like that. It can be right in your um, a room in your home. 
You can rent an office if you want, and that's tax deductible, but it can be part of your your home right now, your basement, your the, the closet, the electrical bill. There's so many, and, and, and is it a little bit of a pain in the neck? Well, once you get it set up, it's done. It, it's set up, and it goes on from month to month to month to month like that, or year to year to year to year. So, guys, it's well worth every minute spent getting it set up. And now, um, again, as we just about... If, if the trust owns everything and your your tax professional understands that, remember, some are more conservative, some are more liberal, and uh, but it's all, it's all in their hands. We don't tell them what tax deductions to give you, but once they see the, the scheme of things and how it's set up, the ones that are working now and Bill Tully's helped train and pretty soon Ed, Ed Gilmore is going to be helping to train in Canada, but, but he knows them. Um, and he's already helped quite a few of our clients that, that are, um, if it's a CRA and stuff like that, he knows it a thousand times better than I do. But we get the initial letter out, and that letter has done its job in, in probably over 20 cases in Canada, both against attorneys and against CRA, you know, a combination of the two. So, guys, the key then is to put your put yourself in a position. Now, if you're going to war, and that's what it would be with the with it when you're attacked by whoever it might be, an attorney or a tax, uh, tax um, um, like the CRA or the IRS. Um, if you're if you're being, guys, you want every you want every um, um, benefit, every weapon you can get at your disposal. If you're standing out there in the field and you've got you and your men and you've got rakes and pitchforks. And here comes a bunch of Roman soldiers with chariots and horses. And by the way, in the old days, if you had chariots and horses, you had the ultimate war machine. But if they're, if they're racing down on you, you're going to get slaughtered, okay? Same thing with this program. If you don't take the time to, do a, to, to create a, a solid-as-a-rock estate plan for you your your family, for your profession, for your business. If you don't take the time to set up the most powerful estate plan in the world, then shame on you when you get nailed. Okay, it's not we, we try to give you all the information we can. But regarding taxes, again, that's between you, but we put you in a corporation and and we make sure the corporation owns everything. Okay? And it's, it's transferred from Trust One to the corporation. It's a Canadian domicile entity or it's a U.S. domicile entity. And uh, so nobody can question that anymore, uh, not whether you've got an inheritance or whatever. And, uh, guys, that's what the tax issue is all about. It's about putting yourself, getting yourself help. And just like Dr. Clyde said, um, guys, he's got a lot of his family members in that. And he feels confident. And a lot of them came over to the seminar that night in uh, Utah. Guys, you've got to help your family with this. They're sitting ducks to, to um, bail-ins, confiscation. It's getting worse every. It's getting worse every week, basically. Every week things are changing. I know they're talking on the U.S. Um, presidential debates about flip-flopping. Guys, if you're not a flip-flopper this day and age, you're going to have your throat cut by one of the uh, ISIS people. Okay, you've got things. Things change weekly. And what was what was standard for years and years and years, guys, it's it's all out the window. We're living in a totally different world now, and thank heavens for the for the people that helped stop that um, that that um, 
guy on the train going going to Paris the other day. That was just a an act of bravery, and they they happened to catch it just at the right time. So um, anyway, that's my talk on taxes tonight. Put yourself in a position where you get these benefits. It amounts literally. It can amount literally to thousands of dollars per year and it's all we make sure it's all legal according to your tax professional we just we just set up a corporation a corporation or, or an llc they're set up for dating purposes they're set up for tax benefits that's why they're there they're not there for protection that's for sure so with that um let's see nobody ha you can start typing in your questions now if you have any any uh, questions about the uh, the program? Okay, and I do. Okay, here's one from Jeanette. If you have a home, do you still use the LLC to manage your home? Manage your home in Canada that has been assigned to the STS program, even without an LLC bank account. In Canada, I would do everything through the. Uh, if you've got an LLC account set up already, yes, you can use that. If you don't have it and the banker gives you a hassle because most bankers in Canada don't have an idea, any idea what they know, they know um, um, corporations, you know, um, they know um, provincial corporations, but they don't know LLCs really, although it's been illegal, you know, they've, they've approved it in 2007. It was really approved long before that, but that's the latest, the uh, protocol treaty of 2007. Um, so I would pay it, you can pay with your LLC or you can create a Canadian corporation and you can, um, you can at that point go, um, you can at that point um, use it and pay everything through the corporation. We're getting, as soon as we can get Ed to finalize everything, um, we will be um, transferring everything of the, uh, into Trust One um, we'll be transferring everything into Trust One uh, regarding your house, the furnishings, and um, the utilities to where, as we said, then you will rent from your Trust One with your corporate, uh, with, with, uh, you can do it as an individual, but you can put it into a, a Canadian corporation if you wish. So, but for whatever you do, you can, uh, you can put it in an LLC or a corporate account if you want. Um, uh, and that would be the the right thing to do. Keep your home in its own separate account. Okay. Let's see. Guess thirty one. Mike, I have a gut feeling that the bank are going to pull a bail in after the RV. Do you? Does the trust protect from this? That's a great question because I've I've had that asked. A number of people sent me emails, and I was going to discuss that tonight anyway. Um, but yes, I do too. What do you think, guys? Um, they've now got the ability to come in and, and uh, take a take an amount, whatever amount they want, as far as I know, from your bank accounts. But it talks only about your bank accounts, the citizens' bank accounts, okay? That's why once you get your program, and, and if you've got it before the RV, if you don't have it before the RV, you're a sitting duck for a bail-in. It frees your account to stop it right then and there, and that'll give them time to find everybody that's got um, had the RV uh, of millions of dollars in their name. They will they will freeze a lot of bank accounts, just like they do in certain um, um, high yield investments. Okay, um, 
So, yeah, if you don't have the program, and, and, and I feel confident, and I think we all do, it's getting more and more obvious, that it can happen any day, okay? It can happen any day. So if you're, if you're playing games and trying to second-guess, guys, the instant it happens, if you still own the, the uh, currency in your name, I don't care which currency it is, if you still own it, they know every person that has currency in their name. But the minute you go in and do your FinCEN in the name of the trust, that's not a citizen. The trust is not a citizen. They can't touch it. Can't touch it. You, they can only come after citizens. They can only come after individuals. They can only come after you. Okay? Um, yeah, it is a, uh, it's a, it's a perfect thing, a um, perfect example of what disaster will befall. A lot of these people that listen to the attorneys and they've got their money in corporations and LLCs and all these things, with zero protection. They are the owner. They are, as the citizen, the owner. Okay? All right, uh, Jeanette. LLCs have been used by people I know in B.C. for years. Yes, I've heard that also from B.C., but unfortunately, um, Alberta and some of the others, the people are having trouble with the bank accounts with the LLCs. Well, don't worry about it. Don't even open up an out. Don't even take the LLC papers to the bank. If you're going to do some business, Start a Canadian corporation. If you're going to be cheap about it, you're going to get your, your fingers burnt, okay? So if you have to go out and start a um, – if you're just going to protect your property, which is what the STS is program is all about, that's the foundation of the program, protecting your property. You can do it with an LLC fine in Canada, and nobody can say a word about it. But if you're going to have something where you've got currency and you've got other things going, I would create a Canadian corporation, and then we're, we're switching to that. But the first Canadian corporation is going to be like the first, like the LLC. It's going to be strictly a holding entity. If you're going to move out into business, then you're going to have to create another one for business purposes. Okay? And um, Ed talked quite a bit about that when in Toronto when we did the uh, program in Toronto. So that's good. What is the best way to pay for the UCC lien? Money order? Absolutely. I don't do anything with my. Uh, trust for with any checks or anything I, I get the cashier's checks money orders whatever it takes I even I don't even I go to a separate bank with cash and get a get not my not the bank I use I get a I go to a separate bank with cash and get a money order or no I get a cashier's check to pay my taxes every year or every every quarter okay I get it with uh, to do that I don't want them to even know what bank I'm banking at so I go to a separate bank call me a little um a little bit paranoid. Well, yeah, they've got they know everything about all of us anyway. So, but they don't know about the trusts and stuff. They will, you know, they know about it, but they can't link it to you or I because the trust is totally private. hasn't been hasn't been uh, recorded anywhere. That's the that's probably the biggest positive value about the uh, trust one is that it's totally private. What is the best way to pay for the UCC lien? Oh, money! I just did that. I would think that you would not want the payment linked to your bank account or credit card. That's fine. But, you know, yeah, you're right. My bank account, I, don't, I keep very little in my, uh, my bank account. I, it's all in the LLC bank accounts and in the uh, um, trust bank accounts, okay? The majority of my funds stay in the, in the trust because the trust is the unrecorded entity. All right, guess 21. Did I hear you say that if we joined the STS and got a U.S. LLC when we are Canadians, that we will be assigned a new Canadian LLC in the near future. No, I didn't say that. What I 
Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure. You get one LLC when you start the program, and this is where the 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 uh, trust one transfers your assets immediately. One to give you a little bit a second stage of privacy, and two to put your money into an into an entity that people are aware of that that the bankers uh, should be aware of, that the uh, tax authorities should be aware of, and that the attorneys should be aware of. In the USA now, they're starting to become a little bit more, they, they are more aware of it, a lot more aware of it. Even the IRS, they don't even, uh, right now they don't fool with our clients because they realize everything we're doing is above board. It's black and white. It's it's not, it's not designed to promote um, uh, tax avoidance or tax evasion, either one. It's just a simple asset protection program and guys when i said simple that's what i mean don't don't make it too um don't don't complicate it it is not complicated you can you can learn as much about it as you want but the basis of the sts program is that you give up your assets contractually and irrevocably to a trust in return for trust certificates that have no ascertainable value you own nothing and accept the, the trust certificates. They are personal property, but yet the courts have ruled they have no ascertainable value. How much better can it get? And then the other things you have to get done eventually is to move your assets over, get everything. The minute you, the number one thing you've got to do is get your documents signed and notarized. And in Canada, you can use a, a commissioner of votes. Okay. So, okay, the wealth coaches. Hey guys, how are you? Good to, good to hear from you tonight. Is the UCC government site back up and running to do the filings? I haven't. I, I've left at least a dozen messages. I call them every couple of days, every few days, really, to see when it's going to be back up. No, it's not. But we do have the address, as I mentioned last week on the call. Just send an email. We will send you. We sent out quite a few of the addresses to people. You can fill out the form that you get with your documents. You put the put the CD into the. Uh, into your computer, you click on UCC1, and that's the simple national form. You send that in to the address, and uh, they say within uh, within a couple weeks you'll have your uh, everything back to you. I think weeks, or did they say a few days? One or the other. Anyway, we have the address for mailing that off. If a lawyer, yeah, if it's coming from Canada, it'll probably be a couple weeks, but that doesn't mean that they the minute they get it. Um, they certify it, and, and everything is the liens on as of that date. Guess 28. If a lawyer requests info for name verification of the trust's name, for name verification of the trust's name, what documents should be submitted to the lawyers? The only thing you ever give to the lawyers, guys, they don't get everything they ask for. You know, this... Um, some people, they're a little bit afraid of the lawyers. No, they, you don't have to be, guess 28. Um, name verification, all they do is they get a copy of the of the trust. You can make your own trust on the back of, on the, on the, on the um, you can make your own trust on Christmas paper if you want. The black side, it's blank. There's no, there's nothing that, that says what they, what you have to do according to statutory law. Uh, if they ask for name verification, here's what you give attorneys. You give them the uh, the five-page living trust document, okay? And beyond that, if they, uh, you know, there's no, no such thing as living verification. Now, with statutory trust, they want you to record them at times, okay? They think that's much better. Yeah, it is. It gives them control. They You record it. They know everything about your trust. Um, you don't you say, hey, no, 
This was set up. This was set up for. Sometimes, if you don't hear me, you have to turn off and dial, uh, hang up and dial back in. Um, anyway, um, yeah, when somebody says they can't hear, if you do have sound, okay, just go ahead and uh, do it. But sometimes I don't know what. Maybe it's where where certain people are. Maybe it's the clouds. Um, uh, who knows? But uh, just hang up and dial back in right away. So anyway, if a lawyer requests info, uh, just give them the five-page, say, hey, here's my, here's my trust document, and it's signed and notarized. You got a problem? Okay, so that's our question. Keep, keep typing in your questions, um, and I'm going to, uh, holy cow. Oh, here they are. My questions for tonight. Um, we got some questions in from from. People that were very good. I'm listening to your call tonight as I write this, and I would like to know, just so I understand, what is the difference you mean between words change and revise or revision? Remember last week somebody asked about something, and I said, well, you've got an old form, and we've revised it. It's not a change. It's just a revision, the, 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 whatever it was they were asking about. Now, here's the difference. A change would be like... Uh, when we had originally we had schedule B3 which was which was um, your vehicle protection of the equity of your vehicle well we found out by filling out that form you put in the name uh, the the make model and VIN of the vehicle you had and then you could you could list that in the um, um, you could list that in the uh, UCC filing okay to protect the equity ah drink of water and the, um, you could use that to protect the equity. And um, we, when we found out that the equity was not protected in a UCC lien, um, we, we realized that we had to do something else. So Trust One, we, you transfer the equity to Trust One, and we've got a form for you that, that, you, um, that you can um, file a lien from your Trust One. The only thing you have to really put in is the uh, your um, your make and model of your vehicle and the amount you want on the lien on your vehicle? Now, don't go crazy with it. Don't uh, don't have a 1967 uh, uh, Volkswagen and you're claiming that it's worth uh, um, 133,000 or something like. You know, keep it keep it keep it truthful. Okay, you can you can you can think it's worth a little more than the average guy, but keep it. Keep it, I mean, keep it crazy. I just saw, don't go crazy on the thing. Keep it truthful, guys, okay? Um, so anyway, um, the, uh, we're in the middle of a conference call here, my correctness church friend. Um, so anyway, um, um, and, and I'll include it with that. And if you don't have it, we'll send it to you. The new ones comes right with your new trust program. If you don't have it, just request it. And it also includes elimination of the lien, should you want to sell the car or something? Now that's that's where we totally change something. Okay, that's a change. But the um, uh, revise is when, for example, we just take uh, the living trust document and we want to make it a little more powerful, uh, a little better for everyone. So we've we've made some changes there that uh, that make the um, make make the the living trust document. So now it's a Canadian. Uh, entity, okay, things like that. Uh, so that's the difference between a change. A change is when we really totally eliminate something and put in something new in its place. A revision is when we just add to or 
or have it evolve a little bit more, okay? Let's see. My mom is making a will. I want to use my trust's name for me. The lawyer, and what he means by that is instead of having his name in on the will, um, uh, guess 48, we don't deal with that crap, you know. So um, just, you can go to another site. Um, what he means is he wants the, his trust name. The lawyer is requesting some sort of documentation for verification only of the trust name. Okay, that's what we talked about just a minute ago. What documents should I submit to the lawyer? Should the letters, you, you submit your living trust document. Okay, should, I, should the letters CT, CL be placed after the trust name as well? No. We, we basically got, a, got rid of that. Everybody now is pretty much aware. We used that in the beginning because nobody knew what a contract trust or a common law trust was. So we've, uh, we've pretty much, uh, we, we don't need the CTCL anymore, okay? But yeah, just if you have to give anything to a lawyer, you give him the five-page copy of the living trust document. It's, ju it's, it's absolutely legal, and it's basically the same thing as the big document. The big document is much more much more defining, okay? Okay, another question. Um, good afternoon, Michael. Michael, I spoke with the bankruptcy trustee that is handling so-and-so's bankruptcy today. She has received your notice of contract, but has not yet studied it. Her first response was, I don't see a copy of the will attached. In your opinion, should we forward her a copy of, of so-and-so's father's will? Um, this is where, this is a situation, my friends, in which an inheritance will be coming, and we want to make sure it goes directly into the trust, which is covered in the collateral of your um, UCC filing, which puts makes it part of the trust, okay? So, we um, here, here's the answer to that. There is no will associated with the uh, with the STS program. If you put your again, guys, if you haven't done it yet and you've got your program, you wouldn't want to be just half knowledgeable about about if you bought a new car and it's got all the bells and whistles. You want to know about everything. So put your put that CD in your computer and scroll down. Be aware of what's in it. It's all for your benefit. It's a lot of uh, blank minute orders, but it's also some powerful things like. The second page, I believe, if you scroll down to the second page, the second page is a uh, the second page is a copy of a letter that came right out of Quicken Law, and it it states in effect that all previous wills, trusts, contractors before this date, and I'm just paraphrasing, before the date of your um, STS program. So you always make sure it's the date before you start, the date that's on your STS program. All, all previous, <coughs> excuse me, all previous wills, contracts, trusts, whatever it might be, prior to this date are now invalid. Or that's not exactly what it says, but that's the point it gets across. Guys, we, we want to make sure that there's nothing out there. If somebody has a will that has not been negated, and that will could come up and, and somebody could try and make an issue out of it. Unfortunately, um, 
or fortunately rather, we've, we haven't had anything like that yet. Yeah, we have. We've had one incidence in Winnipeg. And uh, except for that, and um, um, except for that, it's uh, we haven't had anything come up because most people don't even know about it. Uh, that the fact that they, the person who passed or whatever is uh, had a trust set up. It's all private. Okay. Now, anybody else have any more questions? Send them in right now because um, I didn't get a lot of questions on the on the email this week, which was really unusual. And, um, and and guys, rather than call me and leave a voicemail and ask me to call you, it's really tough at times. So um, Bill Tully has a different type of clientele. He can grab grab phone calls all the time from his clients. I really, I'm in so many meetings, and uh, I can if I'm in a meeting even I can I can just uh, read your read your uh, um, email. I can pick it up right off my phone and give you an answer right there. So if you have a uh, um, Oh, that's a good question, Portal Guide. Yeah, I'm, let me get to that in just a second. Um, send me emails rather than rather than uh, um, phone calls with messages. And Mike, would you call me? I, I have no idea what you want from me. If you are going to leave me a voicemail, give me an idea of what it is that um, that you want to speak about too. Okay? Do I need a Canadian business number to file with the CRA? I know I already have an EIN, but how can I file a corporate return in Canada without a recognized CRA business number? We will be getting that as soon as, again, as soon as we get, as soon as we get all set to go here with Ed, we will be providing not only the um, Canadian corporation for whatever province you're in, we'll also get the uh, what, what Ed calls a BIN, business identification number. Now, a couple people have have referred to it as another one, just a BN or whatever. But regardless, we will have somebody setting those up for you as well, just like they set up the EINs now, and that'll be part of your your program um, when when the documents come to you. Now, with that being said, if you're going to do it now, if you've got a um, when you go to file, your your tax professional should have all of that for you. I mean, he uh, that's what they do. They uh, at least that's what I was told by Ed and a couple of the other C, uh, CPA tax professionals in Canada. That yeah, that's part of their job. They if you don't have one yet, they file for it for whatever type of entity you have. Okay. Uh, okay. Here, port, portal portal guide ten. I like the implications of that portal guide. I feel that I need a will to take care of my special needs child. No, you don't. You can take care of everything through the trust. The trust has much uh, any will that's out there can be contested. Okay, it can be. I can walk if if I see if I go up and a lot of attorneys do this. They send a, a person to the to the um, courthouse every day to see who's died, who's had an accident, who's done this, who's done that. Um, you can take care of that special needs child if you own nothing. They can't come after you for anything, and and if you do own something and you have a bank account with money in it to take care of that child, um, they can go after it. They can go after your will. I can contest your will is what I was starting to say a minute ago. And a lot of people do this, my friends. They, uh, as as ridiculous as it might sound, and they will, if it's a good size estate, I might say, hey, I'm contesting this will and I've got 18 months to prove why I'm contesting it. However, if you'll give me a thousand dollars or five thousand or ten thousand, I'll pull my case back. I'll drop it. Okay, see what they can do. Um, a lot of lot of really greedy people out there. 
Um, okay, see the callers. I will see the callers in just a minute. Okay. Um, can't we have it? You can have a will if you want, but I'm telling you, a will is a statutory entity, and it goes after you. Okay, they can go after you. Um, so you can set up the trust. You can set up a second corporation under the trust that is strictly for, for special needs. And guess what? That corporation is protected by the UP, U, U, ah, UCC or PPSA lien. So they can't get anything out of it. We've got it totally supported to the tune of 125%. Wealth coaches, please clarify for my clients why one cannot have a will and an STS at the same time. That's why, guys, a will is statutory and it is totally at the mercy of the of, you're totally at the mercy of the courts and as i just mentioned anybody that wants to contest that will can do it and then then your special needs child we've got a lot of people that have special needs child children uh, with sts programs now a lot and uh, usually most of them the minute they hear about it they they know hey I get them now. I can't procrastinate. Procrastination is the number one killer of success. And everything in the trust is private. The amount of money, they can't get in to see how much money. And it is powerful. It's protected by the uh, most powerful lien in the world as well as the PPSA lien in Canada. Okay? Um, what is the hazard for the record? There's really no hazard at all for the uh, STS. There is, there's countless... Well, a will, statutory. I need to say no more. Anybody can go after it. Can't we have a simple will to take care of her? Why would you do it, though? Why would you put her, put the funds you're going to put in there for the will? You can do the same thing with the, with the STS, and it's all private. If it's a will, they, and you've got money in an account linked to the will, they can go in, and somebody can sue that and take the money, okay? Uh, they can, they can, a will is statutory. It's open to the public. You don't want, that's the key thing. And this isn't me talking, okay? Understand that. I'm not telling you that to try to sell you an SDS program. I'm giving you information to help you make the right decision. If the super wealthy use the STS program exclusively, and then they come back and they've got other, they've got statutory entities in there, I don't, I've never come across a single will for any of the super wealthy. Um, it's just, it's, it's a bad, it leads right to probate. They'll take part of the money out. If they have to probate it, it's just terrible. Um, do the same thing, only do it in a private manner, okay? That's all I'm saying. Guess 31, Mike, in collateral of the UCC1, in the collateral of the UCC1, no, do the amount of money, does the amount of money that the trust has, should that be included? Amounts change. Yeah, it should, but that's why you add 25%, so you're not having to change it all the time. You want to always be at a, in a position where the UCC or the PPSA lien is for an amount greater than the total amount of your assets. When the RV happens, the, the amount of your money, if you've got currency, will change dramatically. And at that point, you will immediately file a new lien, and then after the new lien is in place to include the new amount of money, then you'll, you'll uh, file a UCC3 and get rid of the old lien, okay? Don't get rid of it first. File the new lien first. Um, let's see. Jeanette, you didn't receive my email. I, I sent just before 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No, I didn't. I apologize. CRA tax number has been requested from a bank for bank account. Um, that's fine. Go to your tax professional or whoever it is or go online and you can, you can find... I don't know what you're... Uh, are you talking about for the LLC or are you talking about for a Canadian corporation? 
um, the LLC they shouldn't even know about, but if they, uh, because if you have to give them the EIN, if you if you do go online and file a um, Canadian file for a BIN, right online, you can do it. Uh, wealth coaches, do you have a pour-over will sample that clients can use to finalize their assets? I don't believe in a pour-over will into the STS. You often mentioned it. Yeah, I did. And and then for quite a while, I then we reached a point after talking about it with Ed and Bill and everybody else that, that if you use the STS program properly, you don't want to get into that statutory realm again, okay, to where a pour-over will is a statutory entity. Uh, we did have one that we sent out to people, but not anymore. Um, if you're going to buy something, you buy it through the Canadian Corporation or through the uh, um, trust, okay? And, and it's always protected and in the corporation or the trust, okay? And, and, and it's a good question because I'm sure other people didn't know that we had, may, may not know that we had totally dropped it because people don't come on every call. But that's one thing we did do. We, we, the more we looked at it, the more we realized that's just opening another door into the statutory world. And we don't want to do that. If you purchase anything, once you're living your life as a business, everything you buy except for your personal assets, your clothing, your groceries, um, some personal bills you may have, it's purchased through the the LLC, the corporation, or the trust. Okay? And that's uh, that's a good – I'm glad you brought it up because hopefully all the people on on this here call now uh, realize that. Uh, for the Doberman Pinscher is with what of a meaning as the logo for this. It's not a show, my friend. This is an information uh, conference call. And, um, uh, yeah, it's um, the Doberman means protection. I've raised, I've raised Dobermans for a while. I raised Arabian horses. The Arabians never protected me, but, boy, the, the Dobermans protected. And um, privacy, too. Nobody's going to come up and look at your window your windows if you've got a, a Doberman um, walking around the yard. So that's the meaning for our, our logo there. Now let me get over here for a second to the calls. Somebody has a call here. We've got several. Now, let me mention, when I get you on the call, have your question ready, okay? And Chappie, you are number one. Okay, Chap, you're on. Yeah, thank you, thank you Michael. I want to say this, this is not what, what I raised my hand about, but regarding the wills, if somebody leaves you or you want to leave assets to somebody, do you want them to get it in five to eight years, or do you want them to get it immediately upon your demise? And that's the difference between a will and probate opposed to the trust. Uh, my question, Michael, is I have a client that... Uh, that has an automobile or a couple of automobiles in her name, and she wants and she wanted to know if she should put them in an LLC or you know or what is a of the, the method. And I told her that she could put it in joint name, and where both owners. So upon her demise, the other owner would get it. And she said, according to the law as she reads it. All property in her name must go to probate, even if there's a, a, a another owner. And so, uh, what say of you? Well, if if it's and that's true, any property in, in a person's name where they own 100% um, has to go to probate. Now, for estate taxes and stuff, yeah, if you own just a percentage of something. 
then that goes towards your, if you own 50% of a billion, of a, of a business that's worth a million dollars, um, and you've got 50% ownership, then 500000 would be put on your estate to go through your estate taxes. Uh, I'm not, I don't even think they have estate taxes in the uh, in Canada. But uh, she's right about that, anything that, that's in her name. But through the STS program, they don't even have that problem of probate, you know. We don't, we don't, probate's one of the things that we eliminate. Yeah, but as far as the automobile, does, uh, does that... Uh, or should that be in an LLC specifically for automobiles? No, I would just put a uh, I would just put a lien on that automobile from Trust One from her Trust One, which she has no ownership in. The trust basically would would for whatever amount they want, and then uh, they can negotiate after. If there's a lien on it, let's say the auto is worth twenty five thousand, and there's a twenty five thousand dollar lien on it. It's not worth it's worth zero. So the so there's no probate for that automobile. It won't even go to probate. All right. Yeah. Same with your house. Thank you. If you've got all the equity in your home locked up in a lien, by golly, uh, Schedule B1, the um, that house won't go to probate either. You don't have to transfer it to the name of the trust, but you at least have to have Schedule B1 completed and notarized, and so that there's zero uh, zero uh, value to it. Okay. Got it. it. Thank you. Okay. Dope. Um, hey, this is a good, before I go to the next um, caller, this is a good question from the wealth coaches. So what about those assets purchased outside the STS personally? Aren't those subject to probate if not in the STS? Yes, they are. But why would anybody, here's my question to you and that you can help your client with. The purpose of the STS is to lock up everything you've got. Why would anybody own anything outside? And if they go to purchase something outside of the STS program later, the contract's already said and it's already done and over. Um, the consideration has been passed. You can't really put anything in now. Uh, this is a contract trust. It's not a it's not a um, living trust or something that the uh, in the statutory realm you can do that in a statutory world. You can add to it all the time because there's no. There's 100 certificates for consideration. They've been given to one of the parties to the trust, and the assets have all been transferred by the other party. So there's really not any reason. There's really no reason for the um, for the somebody to have something outside. If they do, then they want to start a second program. That's all there is to it. It is a private contract, and everything has been uh, um, everything has been. I can't think of the right word, but anyway. The trust owns everything that it owns from the beginning. Anything purchased, and those are the words you use, so what about those assets purchased outside the STS? Why would they purchase? There would be no reason. And if they know the STS program well, they would know that there is no reason to purchase anything outside the STS except personal items. And um, if their personal items amount to whatever the probate standards are for that particular province, 70,000, 120,000, whatever it may be, um, they got a lot of personal, a lot of clothes and shoes, okay? But that's that's the that's the answer to that question. The contract is is done once it's started. And we've had people that have, uh, even we've even covered inheritance now, so there should be no reason for anybody to purchase anything um, outside the, the trust, okay? Um, let's see, Jeanette, since I have no real estate or vehicles at this time, should I have all the LLC documents and Trust 2 documents signed since I am leaving everything to Trust 1, everything in Trust 1, or should I transfer them to the LLC 
just currencies, pensions. No, you can keep them right in there. But, but as long as you're not going to worry about bank accounts and stuff, Jeanette, you can do that. And get a, yes, you should do that. Get everything signed on every document you've got, okay? And then get a PPSA and a UCC lien on the LL. No, not on the LLC. It goes on the Trust One because the Trust One owns the LLC. So it's, everything in there is automatically included. And you originally transfer your currencies to Trust One through Schedule B5, okay? Wealth coaches, personal items paid for by K1 distributions. Um, dividends or trustee manager fees and were not conveyed to the trust thereafter. Um, I guess that's my question. Why would any... I don't know anybody that doesn't put everything in, including the K-1 distributions. They would go to the individual and that would be the tax um, situation and dividends or trustee manager fees, yeah. But they go to the individual, and then the individual has a. The individual should then do an assignment of income of their income, everything other than what is. Um, and if they've got the assignment of income done, they're covered. Uh, everything, and they'll put it right back into the trust uh, account or the LLC account. But but um, that's one of the things that financial good financial planners understand and love about this program is that they shouldn't. Um, Okay, people buy clothes and other valuables later, on which could be worth a lot. Okay, what valuable? I can see clothes, but what valuables would they purchase that they wouldn't purchase through the uh, Canadian Corporation or the uh, or the uh, Trust One? Okay, see that's what I've got to take another call over here. So type in more if you want me to. I'm trying to understand, but but the people that work it well, and we've got several clients worth well over a hundred million, and they. They, um, they, that's one of the things they love about it. Um, um, they love the fact that they can get everything. They can live their life as a business and, and keep everything private right under the... And, and some of them have two and three different STS programs. If a person has a successful business, you don't want just one program and then Canadian corporations. No, you want one for your personal. You want one for your business. If you're a doctor, we, all of our doctors have at least two um, STS programs, Okay. And, uh, yeah, if you got more, more to put in there, that's fine. I love it. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, James or Coral, whichever one it was. I don't know. They're both equally intelligent and bright. Okay, let me uh, – got to take a, a phone call here. It's Correctness Hello. Church. Correctness Church, who is this? This is Donaldson. Hello. Donaldson, how are you? Okay. I, I feel great. I hope everyone out there feels really good. And I just want to say hello to my friend, Darius, and also uh, he's in Massachusetts listening. And uh, also would like to say hello to you, my friend, hosting the show today. Thank you so much. And the, pin the pincher comment was mine. I know, and I loved it. I loved it. Nobody's ever asked me before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seen that was you. I didn't know it was you, but I knew it was the Correctness Church. So, all right, my friend, oh. I appreciate it. And hello. Thank you. Yeah, the question, the question that I, I have a process that I'm going to try with uh, my friend to get a security on a property. Because right now, basically, he owns the property on record in a Jefferson County in, uh, in New York. And so, but the issue is uh, he, he needs to make basically a claim of that, that the municipal code that a that applies to residents 
for taxing purposes for state tax law does not apply to an out-of-stater, and they should apply the actual – because they opted out of the state article that for tax law. So the municipality basically can opt out of state tax law. That's my understanding. Okay. So because of that and, and because him, of his out-of-state out of state status – then that and that the municipal rules would apply to residents. That the the municipal law should not be what governs the taxation of the property, and they should basically give him the the four years that the that the state law provides. What do you think okay. about that? Well, I, I see what you're saying, but I'm going to tell you that that's way beyond what I do. This is he should get a good real estate. Well, he should talk with a real estate attorney in New York or wherever he has to, or or maybe even a tax attorney. They would have the answer to that, not me. I wish I could help. <laughs> okay. All right, brother? <laughs> okay, thank you. All right. You have a Bye -bye. great day, everybody. Peace. You too, my friend. Donaldson just came, Donald has just come on a few weeks back, and as far as I know, and, and it was great. Um, I just got, correction, Coral is more intelligent, Mike. <laughs> oh, gosh. You guys just have a little bit more... Um, fields of expertise in a couple of different areas. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, I, 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 you're both both in my book. I don't know you that well yet, but we've gotten to know each other somewhat real good. So uh, anyway, I got one. I got two more calls. Let me see here what we got. This is Southern Nevada. Southern Nevada, you're on the call. Who is this? Hello, Mike. This is Ken. Uh, I have Hi. two questions for. You. Okay. I have two questions. I have two questions for you. Um, one, uh, keeping in mind the caveat you gave about not giving tax advice, you used the example for, and I believe it was Canadians, where someone bought a house for $200,000 and it's now valued at 400000 The cost basis would be put into the trust or transferred into the trust at 400000 Therefore, they would avoid the capital gains. Is that statement also true for the United States or not? Yes. And um, let me, I, you know, I, I thought you were going to say something else, Ken. This here, I know Canadians don't pay capital gains on their residents. That was just my way of stating, and, and thanks for bringing it back up, because I didn't finish. And what I was going to say, well, you know, the United States, no, I take that back. It's not true, because in the United States, you already have the law on your side on a private contract trust. You can transfer all the value and everything into the trust, and, and if the trust, you are the trustee and stuff, it, go, it goes in, there's no tax consequences. In Canada, there is. So that's why. Let me finish the thing on, on, on uh, Canada then. Thank you for bringing that back up, Ken, because now we transfer the, the asset in Canada at cost basis. So it goes in. There's no t If it's at cost basis, the 200000 that you paid for the property, I'm just using this as an example, guys. And uh, But anyway, regardless of what it is, if it's investments, whatever, it goes in a cost basis. If you invested $100,000 in, in gems and uh, now they're worth um, 500000 it goes in a cost basis. There's no taxes until the time that the trust wants to sell the gems, and then it will pay the taxes. And, and it's just brilliant, uh, um, the cost basis thing. So, so that's why there's no taxable event when we transfer assets from Canadians into the trust. There shouldn't be any in the first place, but as far as I'm concerned, but that's it. So anyway, Ken, thank you um, for bringing so, that. So you're up. saying, I, I want to verify something. So you're saying that if, to use that same example, the house is transferred into the trust at 400000 that becomes the new cost basis. If you sell the house uh, six months from now or whatever at 500000 only capital 
gains within the trust, even though it's a non-statutory trust, is on 100000 not on 300000 Now, that, that, that's the way I understand it, because you, you negate the cost basis when you put it in there. However, I'm not saying that's the exact truth. You're going to have to, uh, otherwise I could get my proverbial behind in the ringer, you know. So um, I would check with your tax authority on that to make sure. But I know there's case law after case law that says when you transfer assets into your trust, they go in at today's value. Okay? Bingo. Okay. And All right. The second question, the second question is um, any disks or other computer programs that you have that you suggest a client use, will they work with a Linux operating system? With what kind of system? a Linux operating system as opposed to a PC or an Apple. Okay. L-I-M-I-T-S? L-I-N-U-X, I believe. L-I-M-U-X. I've got L-I-N. N is in English. L-I-N. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of that before. I will check with my uh, – uh, as soon as we, get, we finish the call tonight, I will send my IT guy, a, uh, and he's a uh, Florida Gator, and I will send him uh, – Linux and ask him if we operate under that. And if you will send me a, an uh, email, Ken, so to keep my mind going, let me know. Uh, so I've got your email address right there at my fingertips. I don't have to look it up. Uh, I'll get right back to you and let you know, okay? And what is your email address, please? M P as in Paul, G as in girl, M P G protect, P R O T E C T at AOL.com. Okay. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate your time. Hey, thanks for coming on the call tonight. I appreciate it. Gosh, I almost <laughs> I almost clicked off. I almost hung up. All right. One one more phone call, and that'll be the end of phone calls for tonight. This is Ohio. Who we got here? Is this you, Nate? It is me. How you doing, Mike? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> I saw Ohio. I said, it's got to be Nate. How Absolutely. are you, Mike? I'm good, brother. I hope you're doing well. I just have a couple of couple of questions. I won't be long because I know it's late, and I appreciate everything you're doing. As far as the Linux question, that disk will work in a Linux system. They're going to have to use Open Office. As far as the program goes, I'll have to check with the IT department. But okay, uh, the two questions. Okay, yeah, and the two questions I have first has to do when the house is placed in the trust. Okay, in the United States, and everything is taken care of. At that point in time, there are certain benefits from a tax perspective uh, and as well as protecting that house. If there is an office inside of the house, because the LLC is owned by the trust, do you know, or is that going to be more of a tax question, if that can still be considered uh, a write-off or would that office need to be rented from the trust uh, and paying into uh, a portion of that uh, a portion of that uh, uh, mortgage, uh, or paying rent, I should say, to the uh, to the trust for the, using that office space, because yeah. they're both owned by the same. Yeah. Once again, that's out of my area. Okay. Okay. Just, but I tell you what, <laughs> give Bill Kelly a call; he can give you an answer on that. Oh, I know he would. And the second thing I had to ask uh, is the cars and things that people buy outside. They've already started the program. Now they're purchasing a car. And we don't want the car to be owned by the trust or by the LLC. We want it to, of course, have uh, a lien against it. Now, this might be a cash value or something like that. Yeah. How would we go about – it's going to be owned by the individual. Would you consider a vehicle 
still like a personal property if it's not used for strictly for business purposes in its own LLC? Or would you just say, hey, if you got the money, open another LLC, put it in there? Well, LLCs got they've got certain advantages. For example, the uh, if it's for business, they can they can basically use it. And if you're the trustee for the trust, 100% of the time, whether you're, I mean, there's going to be some times that you're not using it strictly for business, but that's kind of a touchy one. I just have my to keep it simple. I have my vehicles in my name, and I've got a uh, I've got a use I've got a um, uh, I took it down, put the put the amount of the vehicle uh, in the um, um, vehicle lien form and took it down to the DMV, and um, that was it. I've got a lien on it. Um, you know, I drive a, an older car, so my lien's for only $39.85, but, uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding about that. But <laughs> anyway, the, uh, uh, yeah, that's all I do. I just keep it very simple. My cars are protected. The, the, the equity in my cars are protected. Okay. I Correct. Just put so if somebody wants to start put if somebody wants to put their vehicle in a, in an LLC, um, some you got to check though because I've heard sometimes that the insurance is a little more expensive, and um, you know so there's advantages and disadvantages. I would talk to your insurance person about that and find out which way is the best for you to go. I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much again. Hi, right, brother. Hey, uh, give me a call sometime. We'll just chat. So yes, I will do that. Absolutely, I'll do it this week. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Right. Hey, we got a couple more things on there. I see Donald's is left. The money d- doesn't stop me from the correctness. Okay. Let's see. In Canada, how, if house trans is transferred to the LLC, then new cost basis is the fair market value. Um, yeah, only we don't want to transfer it to the LLC. We'd want to transfer any residences to the um, uh, to the trust and not the not an LLC or a corporation. Okay. Keep it in the trust because that, that way it usually keeps you. Um, I think somebody sent me that it's that way in all the provinces in Canada. As long as you're the trustee and the uh, beneficiary, they, you do still get your um, um, homestead exemption. Uh, then again, it's taxable in the STS when sold. You're exactly right. That's exactly what happens. You you transfer the cost basis, and then even though it's worth four hundred thousand, you transfer just the cost basis, and um, then when the trust goes or when the trust or the corporation, whatever, if it's rental property or something, you can you put it in a corporation, yeah. But but when it sells it and there is a profit, then the trust is responsible for the profit, uh, the taxable event on the profit. Okay. Let's see. Person three one. Let's see. How about peace, love, unity, and respect for? Okay. Jeanette, higher up for my question, Mike. Okay, let me go right back up the line here a little bit till I see uh, Jeanette again. How do you assign a percentage to a personal bank account if you have your pension direct deposited to your trust account? No, you just put a minute order together that says uh, 80% of my, uh, or if you want your your, um, pension direct deposit, you can use 100% of your pension and then use whatever other um, asset. But that's one thing you've got to figure out. If, if you put 80% of your pension, then you owe your personal checking account the 20% difference, right? It's just a, it, you try to keep it as simple as you can, but you want to keep it protected, okay, Jeanette? And the, the UCC or the PPSA lien, if you put it for enough, for 25% above the value of everything, which includes your pension amount, then you're going to, uh, you're going to be protected beyond what anybody could take from you anyway, okay? 
But you just, the, the assignment of income, it's a touchy one, but you want to get it done because otherwise there's more and more people in the U.S. and Canada being having their wages garnished now. And we've got to be in there in front of the, the, tax, uh, the tax authorities, okay? Now we've got here, at least trust cannot register with property registries. At least trust cannot register with property registries. Trust can, of course, own the equity of the property. That's right. And in the PPSA, that you can't put the property in there, but you can put the equity of the property. And that's why we suggest that. And also, it's regarding the property registries, uh, Jerry McAlpine did some work with that, and that's when we first came up with the thing of, of transferring the property. Um, see the above first part. Trust in Canada cannot own real estate. Uh, you're correct. That's why the trust creates the, and I talked about this on a number of calls before, um, where Jerry McAlpine put it, and he did a lot of testing, and um, they would go to a Canadian corporation, um, the trust owns the corporation, it's the shareholder, and um, the corporation can then you transfer the equity from the trust to the corporation. And, uh, the corporation can own the property, right? And then the trust protects the equity. You're exactly right on that, my friend. Or was that the intelligent one that put that together? It's pretty intelligent. Okay, guys, it is the bewitching hour again. Thank you so much for taking the time to share the call tonight. I, God bless each one of you, and... Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week, and uh, <laughs> I figured if it was you, you'd get that back in there, Jim. <laughs> All right, brother. So anyway, have a wonderful week. Send your questions by email. It's tough for me to get the phone calls all the time, so so um, we, um, we want to get everything set, and um, um, send them to me. We'll be back here next um Next Monday, same time, same place. Have a wonderful week, a safe week. God bless each one of you. And, uh, Jim, I will be in, uh, um, yeah, we, I, I'm, all my issues are clearing up pretty good right now, by golly. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll try and give you a call this week, brother. Okay? Uh, guest 50, you set up your bank account for Trust One prior to assignment of income. Yes, you do. Yes, you, yes, you do, for the trust. Right. All right. Good night. God bless. See you next Monday, same time, same place. Good night, Mom and Dad. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.